it was funny. Red Bull called me. They're like, you need to post about this. You need to win this. And I'm like, I don't care about this stupid award, <laughs> especially I'm going against team fried. I really don't care. But anyway, I posted it and whatever it worked out. I won. So, I mean, it's fine, but kind of funny. Episode four, Tank Slapping Podcast. We are back. Jake Johnson, Corey Texter. And we have a fellow co-host this week. Usually he's our correspondent, and he's here in the flesh. Jake, you want to introduce our third man tonight? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, the one and only Noah Chambers. He usually chimes in, but we're, we're stuck with him for this episode. Yeah, thanks for having me on, boys. Pumped to be here. We figured since uh, our guest tonight is uh, it's a motocross guest, but he's also dabbling in some flat track. It's none other than the general Ryan Sipes, the guy that won the Buffalo Chip TT the last two years, and really, really up and coming flat track rider. It's it's funny to say that because he's I don't know how old, but he's in his 30s and he's basically a flat track rookie. So we thought we'd bring Noah in. Noah's a pro moto guy, and to have some insight from Ryan Sipes is uh, it's pretty exciting. Jake, what are you looking forward to tonight? Well, yeah, I'm definitely excited to talk to to Ryan. Um, being at the races all the last couple of years, I haven't really got to talk to him much. Talked to him after the Buffalo Chip this year, but uh, so it'd be cool to hear what he has to say, hear his story, and see what's going on. Yeah, he's a pretty low key guy. He's a Kentucky rider. He's from Kentucky, and man, he's just pretty easy going. From a little bit that I've talked to him over the years, I've really uh, enjoyed how humble he is, and I'm excited to have him on, get some background info on his story a bit. But as far as flat track news this week, wasn't really a lot going on this time of year. I do want to do another shameless plug for the Winter Throwdown, which is this weekend, January 10th and 11th. We have Kenny Coolbeth coming out of retirement. We have Jared Meese, Jake Jar. No, Jake Johnson will not be there. I don't know why. I just saw it said Jake Johnson. I guess that's just hoping Jake Johnson will be there. We're still going over contracts <laughs> and things like that. So. We, got, we got Ryan Wells, James Rispoli, Brandon Robinson, Oh man, I know I'm missing uh, a bunch of riders, but there's a lot of lot of riders coming from all over the country. I saw today a guy just tagged me. He's driving his pickup truck all the way from California to come to to my race. That's pretty wild. So shout out to Mike Vital for for making the trip from Cali to uh, Florida. But biggest news that we can kind of talk about now. We've known prior to the event taking place, but I guess I'm getting a brother, Jake. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. Yeah, yeah, the the big Bauman texter engagement uh, went down New Year's Eve. Um, what I'm curious, I have Briar in my phone right now as Briar Bauman texter. So is that you know? It's, Just take out the Bauman. Shayna Bauman doesn't sound right. No, so. dude. I, I so I know this engagement was taking place. Like Briar actually told me when he was drunk at our buddy's uh, wedding just recently. And I was like, all right, cool, man. Like, I'm happy for them. Like, I love Briar as, like, a best friend slash brother. And then after they propo- after he proposed, I'm sitting there. I'm like, oh, my God, you're going to be Shayna Bauman. That is the weirdest thing. I've- I was like, wow. I was like, that blows my mind. I was like, no more Shayna Texter. Uh, I still call Nicole Meese Nicole Chezza. So that kind of still throws me off. But, yeah, I don't – man, I think Briar should be a texter instead of Shayna being a Bauman. Noah, what do you think on the on the whole last name, last name deal? See, I remember on uh, New Year's Eve, you like looked at me in like disbelief, and you're like, 
she's gonna be a bowman <laughs> i just started to laugh but yeah you're right because i mean it's you know it's like iconic that name shana dexter yeah it's, it's gonna be i'm sure she has some contract obligations that uh you know at least for the next couple of years she's gonna have to still be a texter so yeah huh i mean it's it's her brand right I mean... right yeah yeah i mean usually after engagement come babies so Stay tuned to that one, I guess. Bri- we'll have to ch- get Briar in on a segment when that's going to take place. You can't race pregnant, so <laughs> basically, yeah. basically yeah. you're taking a year off. Yeah, so. I mean, the new AFT <laughs> rule is, I mean, I guess she could race with it, but if she wins, she can't take the baby for a victory lap. <laughs> so she's just going to have to get second. Yeah, there you go. Briar could carry the baby. He could maybe carry the baby, so Shannon could keep racing. I don't know. Well, I mean, modern, modern science, I mean, anything can happen, right? <laughs> yes, sir. He is the... I vote, you know, he is the emotional of the two. More female oh, of the two. Oh, for sure. So you can't even. I was actually pleased that Shayna showed a little bit of emotion when he proposed. I, I didn't know how she would react. She doesn't get the slightest bit excited when she wins. Um, I guess she, when she gets loses, she gets a little pissed off. But yeah, it's very hard for Shayna to show any happiness. We call her the Grumpy Kitty. Um, me, we just do Grumpy Kitty memes all the time. When she actually calls my cell phone, a big Grumpy Kitty photo pops up. So, nah. In in all, you know, being real, I'm I'm really excited for them. That's uh, that's really cool. So yeah, um, congrats to them. I mean, they're you know two good friends of mine. Obviously, family to you. Good friends of Noah also. Yeah, yeah no, it's, so, it's, it's awesome. Um, good to see that. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, uh, like we were talking, there wasn't a whole lot of uh, a lot of news um, in the flat track world right now, but uh, we always said we were going to kind of bring out some rumors, right, if, if we heard something. and Let's do it. Uh, I mean, a lot of talk lately uh, about rumors of uh, some possible restrictions on the Indian. Um don't know exactly what they're thinking. A lot of it's talk right now. Some say it's real. Some say it's not. But uh, something about flywheel weight, things like that, uh, trying to basically handicap the Indian a bit to let everybody else catch up. Um, I don't know what to think of that. Uh, first thing to me that comes to mind is late 80s, early 90s, Honda restrictions. Honda said F you and went home. Yep. So yeah, I, hope, uh, I hope history is not repeating itself. Yeah, I agree. That's, you know, you, you still hear flat track fans talk of the Honda RS750 getting restricted and leaving the sport of flat track. And man, I don't know. I always thought in our meetings with the advisory board, <laughs> Jake cracking open a beer. I love it. Um, our meetings with the, that we've had, you know, in the advisory board and things like that, they, you know, their goal was never to restrict another bike, but give the other bikes modifications to kind of help them catch up to the other brands. And I think that's kind of the way to go. You know, AFT kind of opened the doors up on the FTR 750 when they did. And you shouldn't punish Indian for just doing their job really well. I mean, they're winning a ton of races, but they're not breaking any rules. So for them to get restricted, you know, take away from all the development, everything they've done, it just, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it either. I mean, I want to see closer racing, but I don't want to see another brand get restricted. No, no, definitely. I mean, they they came in at the right time. Um, I feel Harley kind of got screwed a little bit. Um, I mean, I know at the time the rules were going towards production-based motorcycles, and then, you know, Harley started the direction with the XG, so all of a sudden Indian wants to come. So 
they don't really have a bike that's even legal or even close to being competitive. So, you know, they let them build their, their own race only engine. So they did a great job. Um, obviously, you know, they're, they're one, what, 16 out of 18 races last year or yeah, something it's, like it's that. It's a yearly thing. Yep. So, uh, yeah. So, I mean, I, I agree with opening up to other brands, you know, letting them, giving them more allowances. Um, I disagree with taking anything away from Indy, Indy right. but if you, you know, give a little more allowances to Yamaha, Harley, things like that. I mean, just looking at MotoGP, um, you know, a few years back, the whole CRT thing, that's kind of what they did. You know, Honda, they didn't restrict them. But they let some of the production bikes give more allowances, more fuel, weight, you know, different things like that, softer tires, um, to you know, to help catch up. And then once they started getting podiums or wins, then things started going away. So, yep, yeah. I mean, I thought I thought the sport was moving in a really good direction a few years back when we had the Kawasaki's, the Yamahas, the you know, we still had the XR750s. Everything was really competitive for a guy like me to to come to the races in a van, you know, in a bike that was built in somebody's garage. And to be on the podium and be competitive, it was it was really cool. And then, you know, with the Indian and and all these these big efforts coming, you know, it's good that these brands are getting getting involved because the sport's growing. But it does take away a bit from the the privateers that you know we're out there racing, but the realist the realistic goal of us you know going into the premier class on a Cali or a Yamaha production bike and being on the podium is almost far gone. I think at this point, unless you're you know, like a Jake or a JD, a, you know, a good TT rider and you can make it happen on a TT. But yeah, it's just, um, it's just tough. It's kind of one of the reasons I decided I wanted to go production twins racing. So, um, yeah, we don't know exactly what the rules are going to be. We just heard, heard some rumors, you know, I, I know they're working through it. AFT is not going to make any decisions without, um, thinking about what's best in the long run, short and long-term run, but we did want to touch upon that. And then, Another rumor, well, not a rumor, actually. It was announced uh, Ryan Wells is going to be riding the Waters auto body KTM bikes. So they've had some really good, strong singles the past few years, and Ryan Wells is a buddy of ours, and he's got a, got a ride this year, so that's good. Yeah, it's kind of a bit of a reunion. Wells was with those guys a couple years ago, right? Yeah, they're from the same same area, really. Yeah. So Yeah, so that would be good for Ryan. I mean, he had uh... – He's kind of had an up and down career, I guess. I mean, he would kind of agree with that. Um, you know, last year, uh, you know, it seemed like it was going to be a, a good year for him, you know, on a big team. But, he, you know, he struggled at times and had some, you know, mechanicals and different things. So it didn't go the way he wanted. But, uh, you know, I think Ryan, just from what I've seen, is a little more relaxed. That You know, a little less uh, stressed out with Estenson showing up in a semi. And, you know, that was... Uh, that's a, much, that's a lot yeah. for, for somebody to well, it's like to we with. said with carver last episode you know sometimes it's better to kind of low-key you low-key yourself and you do better without all the pressure so some guys are just wired differently i mean obviously wells is on good bikes but yeah that pressure of doing well or you might lose your spot sometimes you, you do worse because you're stressed out about losing your spot yeah. so yeah no that's good for ryan they um the waters team they have good bikes those ktms are, are really good motorcycles and yeah should be good but noah let's talk about Anaheim one. We are big Supercross fans here, me and Jake. I know this is a flat track podcast, but we love Supercross. We follow it. And Anaheim one, what's not to love if you love motorcycle racing in general. So we're stoked on that. Noah Chambers, he races the Pro Motocross Series. He gets to race with a lot of these guys. So, man, we are privileged to have 
an insider talking about Supercross. So, Noah, what were your thoughts on that? And let's talk about the the Justin Cooper and the Austin Forkner um, little spat that they had. That was pretty entertaining. That's the stuff that our podcast kind of thrives on. Yeah, no, uh, both classes, really good racing, tight racing. Um, the 450 class, there's obviously so many good guys in there, so many past champions that can come out and win, which is um, pretty cool. I really enjoy that because it keeps you on your toes. It's, you know, every weekend is different. Um, 250 class, like you said, the Austin Forkner, Justin Cooper. Um, I'm a huge Justin Cooper fan, local boy. Um, I raced against him, ridden with him, and um, I don't know. I don't think he did anything wrong. No, no it wasn't that. No. I don't think he did anything no. wrong. It's just close racing and supercross. You're, I wouldn't say you're allowed to just stuff people, but you have to. It's the nature of the beast. And I just think, I don't know, I'm not a big Forkner fan, I don't think. I've, I don't know much I've, about him, but he's just kind of like whiner. I've never been a Forkner fan. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's his voice. I don't, I don't know what it is. But, yeah, like you said, he, he dates you know. up. He's, mar- he's married to a monster chair. I mean, maybe you just want – no? I don't get it. I don't I mean, come on. Like, if I was Austin Forkner, I would not be chained down at this point. <laughs> you know what I mean? It blows my mind. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? But, I mean, I don't know. It was still a phenomenal race. Like I said, pumped to see Justin Cooper have the red plate now going into – what's it, St. Louis? Shoot, I don't yeah. even know. Like, yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. worse than an AFT schedule. Anaheim to St. Louis, back to Anaheim. Whew. So yeah, they got some driving to do the next uh, next couple weeks. Yeah. Well, Anaheim won. We'll we'll ask uh, our guest coming up, Ryan Sites, what he thought of the event. But we had a couple fan questions this week, Jake. The first one I want to talk about. Kyle Snyder reached out. He asked, "Did the Suzuki 450 Framer have traction control at Municipal Stadium?" Jake, is that why you won so many times there? Because you had traction control. <laughs> If I had a dollar for every time somebody asked that or accused us of that, um, yeah, I, I would I would have a lot of dollars. Um, <laughs> no, it was uh, really we had kind of what I call or uh, my buddy Mike Hacker would call it uh, kind of hillbilly traction control, really. Um, it, it, it's hard to explain, you know, like I'd come off the corner and that thing was on the rev limiter. Yeah, ba da ba da ba da ba da. You know, you get about halfway down the straightaway, and the thing would finally, oh, take off, and then on the limiter again at the end. And everybody thought it had traction control, right? So, um, after the first couple years, uh, Suzuki had some support for some other guys. I think Sean Russell and Hacker and Bigelow. There was a bunch of guys. Kevin uh, Barnes. Kevin, well, Kevin Barnes was my teammate. Okay, the but, first yeah, couple years. Yeah, he built his own. Yeah, but they had some kind of Suzuki supported guys. So. They always came to us for gearing and setup and things like that. So I think it was Hacker, you know, came over and asked what gearing we were running. I was like, yep, whatever, 13, 45, third gear, mm-hmm. right? So he goes out, and he's like, things just lugging. Oh, you know, not even close to touching rev limiter. He comes over. He's like, you guys are lying to me. That's the wrong gearing, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, well, no, look, here's my bike. I said, the only difference is I'm – See the middle of the corner back there? You just turn that thing wide open and get her spinning. And, uh, yeah, so, yeah, long story short, there was no traction control. Um, just we worked had, good. Yeah, we had some uh, some people ask, obviously, even at the time. And I think uh, one of the mechanics, Travis Smith at the time, was so sick of hearing it that he pulled our ECU off one of the bikes that had won that night. Um, obviously, those bikes were great there. I mean, I won there. Kevin won there. Mikey, Mikey Rush. Rush um, you know, Suzuki's kind of dominated that place for a while, but he pulled the ignition box right off the bike that won that night. I don't know if it was mine or Mikey's or Kevin's or what it was right. and handed it to, I forget, I think it was Sean Russell or maybe hacker or somebody's like, here, 
traction control here you you got it now you know that's awesome but no we appreciate the fan questions another one was uh john selvage i think i pronounced that right but he said what is it like racing against cupcake and springer i got the race cupcake very little um i turned you know expert and cupcake was kind of on his second stint his farewell tour so to speak and my first main event though at indy mile I actually chased down cupcake and made my first main event so that was cool having somebody like that to chase after and um you know i grew up in the sport so camel pro days chasing somebody like kevin Allerton was was awesome i don't i don't think i ever raced springer so i don't know how that was but yeah what was it like for you jake i mean did you ever have any close battles with those guys yeah quite a few i mean my rookie year um i think might have been one of springer's last years i think he, he stuck around for a few years here or there but i think my rookie year was one of his last full years and uh I mean, that guy was just unbelievable. I mean, he was, I don't even know. He was 45 years old then. Yeah. And I'm an 18-year-old kid, and, you know, we're at DeCoin Mile, and I go in and run it in like I never had before, and Springer just goes around the outside. I mean, never shuts the gas off. So that guy, I mean, anything anybody thinks of Springer, I mean, it's true. The guy was just unreal. Um, yeah. it's Atherton as well. I mean, that guy, but he was, he's a bit crazy. Um, I've, I've followed him a few times, uh, and just, I don't know if he was, I, I'm pretty sure he'd do some things on purpose. You know, I, I know there's some tricks that guys do on the miles. I now. heard he would tank slap on purpose yeah. to scare people. Yeah. Like, you know, like everybody says, you know, Brian Smith, you know, at Springfield runs up in the dust and, yep. you know, there's, there's little tricks of the trade on the miles. You know, you drag your foot through, through the marbles and just try to dust down everybody behind you. But I've seen many times Kevin Atherton come out of turn four and run straight into the wall. Purposely tank slapped on a just, mile and is then tank crazy. Slapped. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. But it works because he won some races. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't think he needed to do it, but everybody behind him, I shut the throttle off. I didn't know what was going to happen. So Yeah. And the whole the whole <laughs> kick in the dust thing on the Brian does, when you're mid-pack and the first lap, he kicks the dust up. It makes you chop the throttle. It, it sucks. Yeah, like, yeah. I used to get pissed at him for doing it. I'm like, man, why does he do that? But, like, it's, yeah, yeah it's racing. <laughs> both of, I mean, both of those guys are guys that I've, you know, feel honored to have raced with. You know, those, both those guys. Uh, obviously, Springer is a legend. Uh, I consider Atherton the same. Um, but, yeah, so it's cool that, uh, you know, I've got to race both of those guys and have some battles. And, uh yeah. Uh, I mean, Springer, both of those guys are just insane. Yeah. That's all, that's all I can say. For sure. <laughs> um, Sideburn Magazine, they asked a question. Uh, this is the last fan question we'll do this week. But they asked if the Dunlop tire, the new DT4 that's coming out for 2020, if it's an improvement of the old pattern and lap times go down and speeds go up, is that going to make AFT more dangerous? Jake? Well, I mean, I guess you could look at it two ways. If it has more grip, then No. But if speeds are faster, then yes. I mean, the, the tracks aren't getting any wider. The air fence or the guardrails aren't getting any softer. So ah, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think we're going to see a big change. Um, you know, I mean, lap times, what do you, you know, if it's better, it's going to be a few tenths here or there. Um, yeah. And that could be all in track prep or whatever. I, I don't think it's going to make a huge difference. I think lap times and speeds are relevant really to safety or irrelevant. I don't think they go hand in hand. I think if you have more predictability in your tire and you can kind of control where the bike's going on corner entry and exit, you know, the, give me more predictability um, over anything else. You know, speeds is one thing, but 
we could go 170 mile an hour if we could put the bike wherever we wanted and get on the throttle and go straight. You know, the biggest thing we fight sometimes on these bikes, and especially the singles, the DTX bikes, is you have to do what the bike will give you and what the tire will give you. Those DTX bikes, they dance around the corner so bad because they're made to hit jumps, and the tires are really hard sometimes. So, some, you know, you just don't get the uh, predictability in the tire like you do um, – you know, on, on certain other aspects of motorcycles and things like that. So I think a new tread pattern that is more predictable, I think it's good. So I, I've seen the new DT4. I have one on a bike that I'm actually testing this weekend at the Winter Throwdown. So I'll give you guys some insight on the biggest difference between the old Dunlop that's been around for 30 years and the new one. The new one looks badass, but we haven't actually tried it yet. I haven't, but I've heard good things. So, yeah. um, I so mean, it should be good. Hopefully it's better. I mean, for me... From good years, you know, when those Dunlops were good years 10, 15 years ago, I feel they were better back then than they yeah. are now. Um, maybe not scientifically, construction-wise, I'm sure they're better now, but as far as grip and wear and different things, yeah. I, I feel like it's – I can't say it's gotten worse, but I don't think they work as good as they used to. So – I'm excited to see what these new ones are like. Yeah, maybe these new DT4s will work better on what we have today, more parallel twins and things like that, where the old DT3s seem to work better with the XR750s. And, and um, yeah, because they've been around forever. But, no, we appreciate the fans chiming in. You guys are awesome. Definitely uh, hit us up. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook. Reach out to us and let us know what you want us to answer. So those were kind of low-key, but if you have anything crazy, take a stab at it. Maybe we'll we'll give you a good answer. But, we want to give our, our guest a call this week, Ryan Sipes. Uh, I don't know what that guy's working on right now. He does so much different stuff. But Chris Carter, producer, let's give Ryan Sipes a phone call. One general coming up. Hello. Ryan Sipes, Corey Texter here, man. Jake Johnson, we wanted to uh, have you on the show. Thanks for taking some time to speak with us. Yeah, absolutely. How are y'all doing? Oh, not bad, not bad. Just, just calling to check in, see what, uh, see what Ryan Sipes is up to. Obviously, uh, people, people that followed motocross and supercross, you know, like myself, Corey, and we've got um, uh, Noah Chambers here, uh, another uh, pro motocross guy. You know, a lot of flat track fans don't know where Ryan Sipes came from. So just, uh, just kind of to start it off. I mean, obviously, uh, you're doing everything under the sun right now. But where did it all start for Ryan Sipes? Well. Uh... A long, long time ago. <laughs> so, um, so my dad used to race uh, just locally. He's, uh, from what he's told me, or I guess what I've been told, um, a fast B rider um, <laughs> in his day locally. And then um, he got us into it, you know, bought us a bike, bought me a bike when I was two. Uh, I got a little brother who's like three and a half years younger than me. So we kind of grew up chasing each other around everything and raced locally until shoot i guess i was uh you know maybe 10 years old or something started going to a little bit bigger races going to loretta lens all that stuff and uh didn't really do um well i guess fast forward to about 1998 got a team green ride started doing all the amateur nationals and then um 2005 went pro in supercross motocross um did that for about 10 years and then Jumped over to GNCC. Um, just basically, I, I wanted to be home with my 
new wife and kids and stuff and um didn't want to be you know it's doing supercross motocross you have to live in california and that's really never was my style to begin with and then you add in the wife and kids and they couldn't go with me and so it was kind of a no-brainer for me to to try something else so when did the off-road thing for a while and um struggled at first got better um that whole song and dance and then uh decided and then met jd beach and then uh got into flat track so there's the short version anyway yeah it's it's been cool man i remember seeing you at your first race and coming up to you i think i tested with you out in paris california it was a short track and yeah. uh and the improvements you made from then until the first aft race i saw i was like damn dude he was he was doing his work so it's no surprise you know you just mentioned you're working with you were riding with jd beach and I'm sure Hayden Gillum and all those Kentucky boys. How did you end up meeting JD? And did it take a lot of convincing for you to start turning left? I mean, what, did he have to bend your arm to do it, or was it something that you've always wanted to do? Uh, it's always been something that I thought looked cool. And I've actually, it's funny, um, the people I used to ride with when I was doing Supercross and stuff, I was always, I always liked, and I always used to practice flat corners. And I was always really good at it and uh when it was hard and slick and supercross i was just better um than you know i was better than what i was when it was rutted or whatever and uh, my buddy will hahn used to live with him and and he'd get so mad because i could go around these flat corners and he said i would back it in and all this stuff so i always thought man a flat track would be cool and i i knew nothing about it i didn't know y'all did 130 mile an hour and all that stuff <laughs> i just thought you know flat track and you sliding around whatever it's smooth yeah just uh, gotta turn uh, just gotta turn left a couple times right <laughs> yeah well i didn't i didn't you know i'd never done it or even been to a race or anything but anyway i went to uh, uh my mechanic in 2017 when i was still doing gncc uh he was he moonlighted as a road racer and he was like uh he would qualify for the the 600 class at moto america so he wasn't like gonna win or anything but he would qualify and um i always thought road racing was super cool and so i went down there to watch him um i'm walking around the pits just having a good time checking it all out and um i walked by the uh the factory yamaha rig or graves whatever whatever it was whatever that team was and i saw josh hayes which I've known him for a long time since we were both on Factory Yamaha. Uh, with him doing road racing and me on um, Supercross, that I've got a poster in my garage. That it's got me winning Seattle 2012 and him winning some kind of race on his road bike. At, you know, at the on the same poster. I thought it was pretty cool. And so I stopped in, talked to him, just seeing what was going on. He's like, "Hey, I want to introduce you to JD." And I sit there and talk to JD for a long time. And he's like, "Yeah, I only live or I live in uh, Owensboro." I'm like, dude, that's right down the road. And right before I was leaving, he said, if you ever want to try flat track, give me a call. So <laughs> I didn't wait very long, probably Monday or Tuesday, right after we got back, I called him up and I'm like, Hey man, I'd love to try this. Like, you know, can I come down and said, yeah, I got a bike. And, um, I knew from the first day I was on it, I was like, I can get into this because I was terrible at first. Uh, well, you saw me, Corey, and that was after already riding probably 10 times. But my first time was, I mean, probably mostly like most like everybody. Um, first time's not going to be that good. But I was, I, I probably did like one or two corners good. And I'm like, oh, yeah, 
it's just like a golf swing, you know, <laughs> like you hit that one good ball and it's like, oh, I got to do that again. That's kind of like that for me for flat track. And it, it's weird because it's so different from everything else I do. Um, the techniques are different, kind of everything's different, but I think that's why I'm kind of hooked on it is because it's hard for me and I've been around and rode a ton of laps and when I can find something that's new and challenging and something I've got to really think about and figure out, it, it kind of draws me in. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it's, it's amazing, you know, how far you've come, obviously. I mean, uh, thinking back, was it 2006, 2007, um, I was riding for Suzuki at the time and Pastrana, uh, wanted to ride the GNCC, the Supercross and the flat track on Daytona, which you, you did this year. Um, so <laughs> he, uh, well, yeah, I mean, that's, better than Pastrana. yeah, that's <laughs> tough. It's tough. Um, uh, so yeah, so Travis comes, I think it's like the night before the, the flat track and, you know, he, I don't think he have, even had a steel shoe, you know, he thought Alpine star was going to make him a steel shoe. We're like, Hey, <laughs> Hey man, you know, you got to call up, you know, light Hillbilly shoe or somebody. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, he comes and does it and he is just mad, you know, it's just, you know, from the outside looking in, it's just like, man, I'm just going on a flat straightaway in a flat corner. Just guys are just turning left. And, uh, you know, he struggled and, uh, you know, he was so frustrated. He, I don't think he ever did it again. Um, so it, it was, it was cool to, you know, I, I mean, I, obviously I, I like what you're doing and, and I'd like when Travis came and did that, but, uh, you know, it, it makes us feel better, you know, that, that it is that hard and, and things like that. But, um, you know, I, I think you and I are the, about the same age, right? 35 ish. I'm, yeah, I'm 35. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the same. And, I love riding moto and things like that, but for, you know, I, I I've thought about that before and like, man, I, I want to branch out and do some different things. Right. But I'm not, I'm not going and learning supercross, Right. I mean, <laughs> you know, flat track is a little more technique, a little more finesse. I mean, supercross, you've got to, you've got to do that from when you were a kid. Right. I mean, that, that's a, a whole different animal. See, yeah, you say that, and I say that you know, it's a flat <laughs> when you're a kid because I come out there, well, just like Peoria this year, or 2019, when there was traction, I felt good. Like, I qualified third, I was second in the heat race, second in the semi, and as soon as it dried out, I felt like a beginner. Like, there were people passing me left and right because I could not figure out how you guys could come into that, those corners so fast and and not drift out. I still don't know. I'm going to practice on a half mile this, this winter. That way I can not get smoked at Peoria. But so same thing. Uh, it goes both ways. You know, if uh, I think you guys have been doing, you know, sliding, turning left, sliding sideways your whole life. Uh, Supercross is easy, easy to me where that stuff's easy to you. You know what I mean? So it kind of goes both ways. Yeah, it's pretty much everything you're, you know, what you train to do your whole life. It kind of, it seems easy. I mean, guys that jump out of airplanes, uh, it's, it's no big deal for them, but I don't even like riding in an airplane. So yeah, I understand what you're saying there. And you mentioned you want to, you want to practice, um, riding a half mile or my, you know, what, if I was going to ask you, would you ever ride a half mile or a mile? Um, you've done some TTs. Um, if you had to ride one, which is there a track you prefer? Um, you know, what are your thoughts on the whole half mile and mile deal compared to a TT or a short track? <laughs> 
Well, I would just call you and ask you where which one I should do because I don't. I've not been to any of them. <laughs> I think Lima. Uh, yep, Lima for sure. Well, I've heard. I've heard that. Yeah. Um, don't. I mean, I don't know, dude. It would. I would have to practice it all winter and like ride with somebody good and be close before I'd ever consider it because I think as I sit right now, I would just get. I wouldn't even qualify. It'd be terrible. I'm just at those speeds. I mean, as far as just like last year, Arizona was fast and I struggled. I mean, I I should have been like fifth or sixth, but still compared to where I where I was at you know Springfield or Sturgis, that's way off. Like I'm getting passed by dudes, and you know I'm just I'm not comfortable with that speed yet. For for I mean I know I said I almost said for some reason, but I know why. I've never really done that speed. I've never been sideways at. 70 or 80 or 100 or however fast you guys go so i'd have to spend a ton of time on it and get some coaching from somebody Hmm. and uh, i i think it'd be cool but i don't i don't want to do it if i'm going to be terrible if that makes any sense i mean just like anything you wouldn't want to go sign up for supercross because i'm not bagging on you but you'd be terrible you know what i'm saying so i don't want to i don't want to go to a mile if i'm going to be terrible i want to be or a half mile or whatever i want to be good at it yeah, yeah, and I'm glad I'm glad you said that because I was I was kind of thinking that I mean like you said Springfield TT Buffalo Chip, um, I mean you were you you would have won both I mean obviously you had that mistake at at uh, Springfield, that uh, prevented that but you know two years in a row at Buffalo Chip um, but yeah I mean Peoria Arizona um, even Daytona yeah the, you know I mean obviously we're used to that speed so it's not a big deal but. Um, but yeah, you know, I can see that not talking bad, obviously, but you know, I could tell that's where, where you were a little out of your element, even, even watching, uh, Wardy this year, you know, I, I mean, he's got a lot of supermoto experience, but man, even, you know, that speed on dirt, I guess it's, it's just gotta be different. Um, you know, and gnarly dude. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and like, like I said, it's going to jump, you know, going to ride supercross. It's the same thing. Like you'd be like, Holy crap, this is gnarly. And that's what I'm thinking when I'm fifth gear wide open and then sideways like that's just alien to me you know yeah 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 and and like I said I mean I'll I like riding moto and I'll jump just about anything I'll talked into but I mean through some of them rhythm sections whoops you know supercross whoops I'm going around them you know it's just it's just one of them things what you're used to and uh yeah I mean you know obviously it's uh you know, you still need to take that step on a 450 on a on a half mile. But um, would you would you like to ride ever ride a twin? I mean, I know I know I'm sure there's some been some twins out there at JD's place or the Gillum's place. Have have you ever spun some laps on a twin? Or I mean, what's your what's your thoughts on that? I've never ridden one. I've ridden a Framer, um, Vanderkoy's Framer one time, and I couldn't wait to get off of it. It was the scariest thing. Well, it was the second scariest thing I ever rode. The, the scariest one was a hooligan out oh, at, uh, where I rode with Corey the first time oh, yeah. out there. Yep. And, uh, yeah, I was, no, no thanks on that. But um, yeah, I've never ridden a, like a real twin. Hayden Gillum says it's it's a blast. He says it's way better than a 450. Uh, I can't imagine it would be better on a TT, but on the big tracks, for sure, I would think it's that's what it's made to do. A 450 is not made to do that. You know, you kind of make it work, but a, a twin is is built for that. So I think it'd be cool, but 
I mean, they're not just going to let me jump on one and, and go try it. I, I have to go practice and do it on the 450 and show somebody that I got some speed or could do something. Um, but I'd be down. I mean, I'm, I mean, you know what I do now, I kind of just do anything. So I'm pretty much down for anything. If, uh, if I got the right equipment and the right opportunity, I'd give it a shot. Yeah, we got, uh, like I said, we have a, a pro motocross guy here, Noah Chambers. It's kind of a guy we sort of adopted into our little squad, and he's getting ready for Daytona TT. We'll talk about that in a little bit, but he, he had a question for you. Um, Noah, you want to ask yeah. ask uh, Sipes? Yeah, um, I was just kind of curious, how how is the racecraft different from the riders in moto, you know, woods and, and flat track? Like, as far as what skills transfer over from moto to flat track? <laughs> All right, so take everything you know about turning. <laughs> and just forget it and then and ask somebody else that knows how to flat track how to do it because everything you know is going to be backwards from what they want you to do on flat track um what will transfer over is the jump because you'll be able to stay lower than they they do because they don't know how to jump sorry flat track <laughs> guys um, uh and i think <clears throat> i think the only other thing that really well starts i think transfer over um if you've done a ton of starts on dirt um i seem it seems like i i am better than some of the guys at adapting to the dirt like so for instance if the dirt is super tacky or super slick um it seems like and i'm not bagging on flat track guys at all i've not pulled every whole shot but i've got a ton of good starts and i think when you come from moto you you start on a bunch of different different kinds of dirt like slick dirt tacky dirt mud you know concrete metal grate whatever and you learn to adapt to it so you you move your butt you know forward or back you change you know your angle of your upper body and it seems like a lot of the flat track guys just do the same thing every time and just kind of hope it works um i think that's one thing that would will benefit you whenever you go flat tracking um but I would say if I had any advice for you is um, just watch. Watch every rider, every good rider you can, every chance you get. Because I learn more from watching the guys. From They can tell it, you know, tell me how to do it till they're blue in the face. But until I can watch them do it and go, oh, yeah, he's, you know, he's in more in the middle of the seat than more on the front. Because in moto, you're always on the front of the seat in the corners. In flat track, you're not. You're, in, you know, in the middle. And the the leg turning thing, good luck because I still don't have it down. Um, I just moto the corners. I stick it out like I'm on a motocross track. But um, yeah, I would say watch every every good rider you can because that's the way I've learned, I've learned the most. Yeah, I um I would agree. Um, like I said, I've I've done a a couple local flat tracks, and you know, being a motocross guy, you think you're going to show up and be like, you know, it's going to be easy. All you're doing is turning left, but it doesn't transfer over at all. The one question I did no. have, um, as far as, you know, back to the starts, there was a picture that popped up from this little local TT track down the street. And, um, you know, I had both feet down doing a, doing a start. And I was like, man, look at that start for him. Perfect. And Corey, he's like, he's like, man, he got both feet down. He only supposed to have one foot down. And I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, Sipes says the same thing. You know, you're supposed to have. I've actually told Sipes, I actually told Sipes this. I was like, 
I was like, you ever start with your foot on the brake? And he's like, nah, dude, why would I do that? That's weird. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. I was like, that's what, like, in flat track, we've always started with the foot on the brake to keep the front wheel down. He's like, that's what I got the clutch for. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I could see the whole moto thing, because, I mean, you guys kind of hang on to the front brake a little bit, right? I mean, the, to kind of hold you back, and, you know, you know, 90% of the races we run, we don't have a front, so... I know for me, I've always been a foot on the brake guy, I guess, you know, you kind of get the clutch to where it's just engaging and just kind of hold it back with the brake and, you know, kind of work it all together. I mean, I mean, for me, it's not so much to keep it from wheeling over. It's just kind of, you know, to, to have that thing right on the verge of grabbing and, and ready to go, you know, and then, yeah. And then the clutches, I mean, you just pin that thing and the clutch is wheelie control, traction control and, and everything after that. But, um, but yeah, I, I, it is funny. I mean, I mean, a lot of moto guys like, like yourself. I mean, like you said, you you ripped a lot of hole shots uh, last year, and uh, so yeah. So maybe I'm gonna I'll probably try the, the two feet down two feet down thing. I'll probably do some gnarly fish. <laughs> I'll probably end up doing some gnarly fish tails in the first corner. But um, but yeah, I mean, you've obviously done some amazing things. Uh, you know, over the last, I mean, really your whole career. I mean, you've won. 125 supercross races right i mean you know and and this year i mean hill climbs erzberg uh isde um flat track i mean uh won the hawaiian supercross um i i saw uh a little bit of uh chatter a while back uh what was it i think vital mx or, or one of those uh deals that you or anderson was voted rider of the year over you <laughs> Yeah, well, I don't mean to interrupt you, but uh, they ha it was person of the year. Oh, person! And, but 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 they had me and Roger DeCoster and I don't know a whole bunch of people. But they they had Team Fried on the ballot for <laughs> person of the year. So first of all, I'm like, it's not a person; it's people, and they make dumb videos. They're cool. I mean, it's funny, whatever. But yeah, yeah. anyway, they uh, it was funny. Red Bull called me. They're like, yeah you need to post about this. You need to win this. And I'm like, I don't care about this stupid award, especially <laughs> I'm going against team fried. I really don't care. But anyway, I posted it and whatever it worked out. I won. So, I mean, it's fine, but yeah, it was okay. kind of funny. Yeah. I didn't see the, the final results, but I, I kind of questioned that myself. I'm like, I, team fried. Like I, I get, well, I guess we know the, you know, the social media, it is all younger generations. So yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> we're, guys don't, don't understand that. <laughs> we're, we're talking about, you know, you put both feet down and Jake was going to put both feet down in the future. You know, I was going to say, well, if Sipes does it, it probably works. But I remember this year at the Buffalo chip TT, um, last year you were doing a wheelie up the face of the jump and you were scrubbing a lot of speed and saving time. And there was a, a kid this year that tried it in practice and First he, lap out of the gate. He, First lap. And he went ass over tea kettle all the way into the next corner and got pretty hurt. So maybe don't try everything Slipes tries. Um, probably probably not ideal to uh, to try something like that if you don't have a lot of jumping experience. Why didn't you do it this year as, as opposed to last year? Was it jump different? Yeah, it was way different. And I could have told the kid, don't even try it. Um, <laughs> it, had a, it had a lip on it this year. Last year it was just a round kind of a just a hill it wasn't even a jump it didn't even have a lip on it It was just kind of a round bump and last year it was easy i mean you just kind of set the front wheel on top of it 
It kept you a little bit lower. It didn't save a ton of time, but it kept me from bottoming out. And that was the only reason I did it in the first place. Um, and then this year they had that lip on it. Um, and everybody was asking me in practice or when we were walking the track, you know, do it. I don't think so. It, it doesn't look, it would be hard to not endo, which I'm, that's what I'm assuming <laughs> the kid did. I didn't get to yeah. see it. Yep. But I'm assuming he endoed his face off because it had a lip on it this year and you can't really willy over something like that at that kind of speed. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I, it's not funny. I mean, you know, we don't like to see people get hurt, but I'm pretty sure it happened like not even a warm up lap, like first practice, straight out of the gate, and he tried to wheelie that thing and it went bad. But you see it on TV, you just do it, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but so so that kind of that kind of brings me to my my next question. I mean, well, uh, you know, as the as that race went on at Buffalo Chip, to me at least on a twin, that thing turned into like a dragon's back. Uh, I mean, it had some nasty kind of whoops going up the face at least on a twin it felt like but um i mean what do you what, what do you think of you know some of these jumps at these tts um you know we have half the suspension of supercross right so they just build a typically just a gnarly face just to flatland um you know i always thought it'd be better to just to build a nice like proper tabletop, you know, with a nice landing on it. So you could, you know, be rewarded if, if you land, the, if you jump the thing right and land in the, you know, in a good spot or, you know, if you case the thing or whatever, but it's just like everything out there is just a evil Knievel, you know, front end high, just, just <laughs> land to flat. Right. I mean, do you feel that way? I mean, you've jumped a lot of stuff in your career. I mean, oil pans get ripped off at the, yeah. at the chip. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I agree. I mean, I think it's pretty dumb the way they build them. Um, but in their defense, it's kind of hard to build to build a tabletop. I mean, they can do it at well, they could do it at like Springfield. I know they're not doing Springfield TT, which I'm pretty bummed out about. But um, they could, you know, they kind of build that massive face and then just feather out the dirt the rest of the way out. There's no downside. That's why I'd let off and, you know, scrub it or soak it up or whatever and get back on the ground. They could build a tabletop there um, at, what, Peoria. I don't know what they could do there. I mean, that's kind of the lay of the land. They, you're going up, you know, and I don't know if they can cut it down on the backside. But the problem is you get <sighs> – you guys, uh, not backing on you, but <laughs> – You've been saying that. You've been saying that. Now, if you build any kind of downside that's gonna that's gonna help you to hit the downside, it's got to be somewhat steep, and it's got to have kind of a, you know, it's gonna have to have a knuckle on the end to to be able to then go down and be steep and not bottom out your suspension and all that. Well, if flat so track guys come up short, which they're probably gonna or go long, <laughs> gonna, it's not gonna be good. So yeah. it's kind of like in their defense, it's kind of like, yeah, just make it flat and let them figure it out. You know, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I wish they'd build doubles. It, it's super easy and it would be, you could have a little downside or a tabletop or whatever, but I just know the way I've seen flat trackers in there and it's not super pretty. So <laughs> what's, um, what's your thoughts on Henry Wiles moving to uh, AFT singles? Dude, I'm so stoked. Um, 
I just think it's gonna be fun. He's seen. I've only met him and talked to him a couple times. He seems like a cool dude, and he's he's a ripper on the track. I mean, on a TT and on a 450. From I never got to race him, but just watching all the old videos and everything, he's a beast on the TT. So I think it's gonna be really fun to. Uh, he seems like he's a good racer too. Like as far as dicing and going back and forth, and you know, changing up lines and that kind of thing. So I'm excited to race him. Uh, I guess I'm only gonna get to race him twice or three times but um i'm pretty pretty pumped on it I, how did that work though i mean i thought there was once you were twins like you couldn't go back and ride the singles how'd that work i mean it it's sort of changed over the years i mean i was a i rode the twins class for 10 years and i when they restructured everything you gotta listen to some of our old podcasts we get into this pretty deep just the way kind of way the series is kind of moving lately but yeah i mean i actually moved to that singles class that one year and I hated it, but, um, yeah, the way things are structured now, it's not really, there's not really a feeder class per se. I mean, there's pretty much just a singles class, a production class, and then a super twins class for next year. You pretty much just pick the class you want to race. I know in 250, you know, supercross and 450, I guess you can point out, I don't know how Davalos rode 250s for 30 years, but, um, I guess eventually you point out or whatever, but, yeah, no, I was just kind of curious. You know, Henry's been one of the best 450 riders we've ever seen. I think he probably has the most 450 wins of all time. So um, I wanted to get your thoughts on that. And if you think, uh, think you think you got something for him at the Buffalo Chip. And the other yeah, one. Yeah, I think I do. <laughs> I think I do. Um, I think it's going to be a ton of fun. Um, like I said, he seems like he's a smart rider on the track. Maybe you guys will say otherwise, but – he seems like he's a smart rider and he'd be fun to battle with to kind of go back and forth. And I feel like speed wise, um, I should be, I should be good, you know, be able to hang. And then, uh, it's all going to come down to starts and, and being smart on the track and taking good lines and, and all that stuff. But I've got, uh, <clears throat> I've got a lot of practicing to do for sure. I've, I haven't ridden flat track since Peoria. So, um, I've had a, a couple other things <laughs> on my plate since then. So, um, heading to Florida here in a couple, uh, in about a week and, uh, get back on the, on the flat track bike and supercross bike and GNCC bike and all that good stuff. But I don't know, I'm looking forward to racing and maybe he's just going to smoke me. Maybe I'm, you know, crazy thinking I can hang, but I, I think I'm pretty fast on a flat track bike. So we'll see. Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be exciting to watch. Obviously Henry, I mean, I've, I've raced that guy a lot of, a lot of TTs and short tracks and things like that. And you know, I've beat him a couple times and, you know, he's beat me more. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm excited. I know, uh, I'm excited for Peoria. Um, you know, I know like Buffalo chip Springfield TT, um, you know, I think there's a lot more, I don't know what to say. It's closer. It's a little more technical. Um, you know, a little, little more of kind of brains and technique. I think, I mean, I mean, that guy's a beast at Peoria, though. So, I mean, <laughs> that's going to be – that Peoria is going to be a tough task. Um, but, uh, you know, obviously, so speaking of that, I mean, he's going to be probably one of your one of your toughest rivals this year, um, you know, especially, especially you know, you riding basically just the, just the TTs. Um, I mean, is there anybody in your career that, um, you know, you just – hated racing with or you know just just one of your you know it could be supercross could be motocross you know it could be flat track could be off-road whatever i mean was there there one guy out there that 
just uh, just did not want to get beat by that, you know, biggest rival. Oh, man, it's tough. Uh, my last, well, not my last couple, I guess 2010-11, Barsha was kind of the guy that would tick me off real bad because he'd <laughs> clean me out. Um, but, it, I mean, we're cool now. Um, it's all good. And I gave him, gave it back to him, you know, a couple of times, but, um, I don't know, in, in flat track, <laughs> I like Chad, but I don't like racing Chad coast. <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't know why I just don't. And it, we're cool. We're buddies. Like we say hi and we say good job and all that, but I don't like racing Chad, um, for whatever reason. I like racing Dan. And I like Grayson, Jesse, Janice, quite a bit. And Mikey Rush was fun to battle with. Dalton, um, that uh, what's that one kid uh, uh, on the Cowie number eleven Matt. or something? What Max Whale? Oh, uh, Luke. Luker. Luker's on a Cowie, yeah. Yeah, Luker. Yeah, I didn't like racing him very much either. <laughs> uh, he he seemed to uh, not really care about either of our safety. Um, <laughs> But um, I don't know, man. And off-road, I don't know. I don't really have any enemies or anything. I had a lot you don't of really race anyone that. close to that off-road, huh? Yeah, kind I mean, I guess off-road, I mean, you're kind of – it's more of a race against yourself you, most of the time, right? Eh, no, yeah, in a way. Yeah. I've had yeah. some I've had some three-hour battles with guys that were <laughs> uh, frustrating, I guess you'd say. But, but there's no clean-outs in GNCC. I mean, there are, but – not often um so yeah i guess that's me i mean i don't have a lot of enemies out there i'm usually a pretty nice guy and try to race the right way and and outsmart them rather than pun them but yeah yeah i mean that's that's kind of the old school way i mean that's kind of how you know i was raised it's like you know i mean i guess there's a time and a place you know you got to get aggressive things like that but you know if if you have to clean a guy out to pass him for you know for no reason you know you weren't meant to pass them right i mean so yeah i don't know i mean i think a little differently but uh you know what obviously you've ridden everything right so you know you mentioned that guys not having uh any concern for yours or his safety i mean is is flat track the worst was it super cross i mean where's the who are the sketchiest sketchiest guys lowest brain cells (laughs) oh man there's a lot of those in supercross um just i was probably that kid at some point uh when i was yeah because when you're young it's like no i'm not gonna let off like if he can go that fast i can go that fast i'll just not let off and then you're you're an idiot you take take somebody out or take yourself out or get hurt or whatever um i don't know man in uh in flat track nobody really comes to mind in um in uh like motocross supercross i mean there's definitely some sketchy dudes that you don't want to like you see them on the track and you go i'm gonna stay over here or i'm gonna make sure i pass this guy now and not let him get you know a chance to clean me out wait till you're a mile or a half mile then you'll (laughs) stay away from people that sketch you out (laughs) yeah well that's dude that's what's sketchy about those big races like i feel like you guys are i mean not you guys, not you two, but um, it just seems like in the mile, like you guys, you're going so fast, and then any mistake is 
a small mistake is a big mistake at that kind of speed. So, and then you're not only going to clean yourself out if you crash or if someone crashes in front of you, like it's going to cause a pile up. Yep. And I don't want to crash going that fast. <laughs> so that kind of sketches me out too. Do you watch all the races? Like, um, obviously you only race the TTs, but do you kind of tune in on fan choice or NBC sports? Like, what did you think of the, the way the season played out? I mean, are you a Briar Bauman fan? Do you follow Jared Meese? You know, uh, obviously Dalton won the, the singles title. How did you think the season played out? Did you, um, did you watch most of the events? Yeah, almost all of them. Um, and mainly just for, um, they're just for watching, just, to see how guys are doing stuff and try to get better. But um, I thought uh, the singles was crazy, man. It was back and forth. And it seems like it always is. It's kind of like the 250 class in Supercross. Like, there's not going to be one dominant guy or even two dominant guys. There's going to be five guys that can win and different guys every weekend and all that. But to me, I thought Dalton was hands down the best guy. Just um, he had the most speed. And then, you know, with him having – what, he had mechanical one time or something, right? Didn't he have a bike blow yeah. up or Jumped a, a big star, he had some mechanicals. Oh, yep. yeah. Yeah, he had but, a clutch, so, clutch I mean, went out or something in Kentucky, I think, and had to yeah. circle around on the back on the stars or something like that. And Yeah, but, I mean, I thought he was the best guy. And I thought Briar was the best guy in the Twins, um, just the most consistent. Um, I know Jared had a bunch of bad luck. And, I mean, I like both the guys. I don't really know him that well, but – we've talked a little bit and um, it just seemed like Briar had a little bit more want to this year, a little bit more not give up. And I'm going to be, you know, solid every weekend. Not that Jared wasn't, and he's always been the most solid dude, but you know, he, he had some, some weekends. It seemed like that he maybe made a couple bad decisions. And I don't know if that was feeling like he had to do something different because Briar was, you know, beating him or whatever. But um, normally he's the guy that makes all the right decisions. He made a couple that were, you know, kind of questionable this year. But I thought it was cool, um, a cool battle to follow to kind of watch those guys because it was like if Briar wasn't, you know, on top of his game, Jerry was winning, you know. So it was like he couldn't couldn't take a breath. He had to, you know, stay on it. So that's the best, the most fun kind of championships to follow. What is one rule in AFT that you think is like whack? Just not why, like, you know, it's like, why is it even there? Like you completely disagree with it. You wish it was not there. Just one. Just one. <laughs> Just pick one. <laughs> uh, oh, I don't know, man. Um, I could probably go on and on, but um, the, the uh, I think they changed it this year or last year, but, the sound test thing was pretty dumb where if your if your pipe fell off, you're disqualified because yeah. cause like sometimes that's out of your control. If you get smashed by somebody and your pipe falls off, it's not your fault, you know? So that was a little bit silly. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I think it's good. They're, they're, uh, I think they are, it's, it's grown what 5,000% in the past, three or four years <laughs> so a lot of the flat track guys and they're probably going to hate me and not you know not like me when i show up to the races this year for saying this but it seems like they're a little bit kind of stuck in the old days like we've been doing this for 100 years this is the way we're going to do it <laughs> bring you know, framers back what's that 
bring framers back. Like just that's all we hear all the time. Yeah, just... yeah. It's like it's like yeah. Sometimes, I mean, just for instance, like I think Supercross is pretty uh, pretty successful, right? Like they're doing something right. So some of the rules are the opposite of what Supercross is, and I, I'm kind of blanking on. But uh, we've I've talked with JD a lot about this, but it's like, no, we're going to do it the opposite of the way they do it. And this is the right way because this is the way we've always done it and we're not going to change. Well, maybe the other people kind of have it figured out because they're pretty successful and they've done it, been successful for 30 years. You guys have been successful for like three. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So, and it's- stuff like that where it's like, maybe like, uh, don't be so... Um, against change, I guess yeah. is what I what I would say to them. Our fans are funny like that. It's like they want us to get paid more, but they don't want to make changes. But then if something's not working, why aren't we changing it? And then we make a change, and oh, they should have never changed that. It's like it just goes back and forth. They're so contradicting. I mean, I I don't know how it is in Supercross, and I know you probably don't see a lot of the flat track uh, Facebook sites or forums or things like that. But our fans are super passionate because they have, like you said, they've been around for probably. 200 years and they feel entitled to the sport a little bit more than maybe supercross or motocross fans do just because you know flat track was kind of like an underdog sport for so long and now that it's starting to get popular they want to be like oh well, we were here when it wasn't on nbc sports or when it wasn't in the x Games." so um yeah no i, I agree with everything you said and something we talk about a lot in the show here and um real quick before i let you go man i appreciate your time I know you got a lot of stuff going on and kids and things like that. Me and Jake are actually running a daycare out in the other room right now, so probably heard our kid yelling in the background. But um, you know, we're big. We watch Supercross. We're big Supercross fans. Did you watch Anaheim One? And what were your thoughts on that? And specifically, you know, like the Justin Cooper and Austin Forkner deal. Um, did you think that was a bad pass? And how you thought the whole race played out? Um, yeah, I definitely watched it. I watch, dude. I watch it like a super fan. I mean, I am a super fan, but I shut down my whole life to watch supercross because i don't know i still love it and um but yeah i thought it was cool i thought the track was gnarly um i thought the racing was good the the cooper pass on fortner he didn't even he didn't even hit his wheel like a, a proper clean out is you clean out somebody's front wheel or you know hit them hit their front wheel push them over the berm but if you watch the the replay it it caught his handlebar i think justin's elbow caught um fortner's handlebar which turned his they were turning left it turned his handlebar right put him into the tough box so i don't think it was meant to be as bad as it looked if that makes any sense um and then yeah it was fortner was thinking yeah that was a clean move go ahead i was gonna say that i mean that was a racing move you know he didn't go in for a cheap shot they were they were racing they got tight yeah yeah, I mean, that stuff happens, and, like, you can be mad or you can just accept it and go on. But I think Fortner um, cutting the track after he crashed was <laughs> kind of silly, uh, and his his uh, explanation of it was really dumb. So he should have been docked. I think two spots is, is pretty good. Like, he could have just as easily turned back around and went the right way instead of pulling out in front of Ferrandez, you know. Um, but the 450s, dude, I thought was cool. Um I don't know what was up with Roxon and Tomac, but um, yeah, Censorilla looked awesome. He looked like he belongs right away. Um, and then Barsha, dude, he was just the best dude. He killed it. He was uh, 
he was he was doing really good out there and you know his one mistake was the same spot Fortner messed up and hit the tough blocks uh, Barsha got super lucky jumping over the tough blocks instead of landing in them uh and then him trying to come back on and block past Cincerello <laughs> was classic Barsha he went for so the was, kill shot <laughs> yeah he did um but no I mean hey Barsha 10 years ago would have not stopped he would have yeah. just punted that dude right over his berm so he's getting a little bit smarter but um i don't know i think and what i thought was um kind of interesting was his bike looked a lot better than as the past couple of years normally barsha even when he does good you're like whoa oh man oh, he almost crashed like his bike looks super sketchy and he looks like he's barely hanging on to the thing and this year it looked like yeah, it looked like all the other bikes. Like it was doing pretty good. So Jake's not a Yamaha he fan. He's not a Yamaha 450 fan. Yeah, I had a I have a 2018 YZ 450. I felt that same way, and then I just got a 2019 KTM. I'm a whole new guy. Yeah, yeah. No, I hear you. <laughs> I, dude, hey, you want to hear? You want to talk about bad bikes? I rode the the 2010, the first backward engine motor <laughs> or bike. It was the scariest thing I've ever ridden. <laughs> It was like I called it. I call it the water buffalo. It was like wherever this thing wants to go, it's gonna go. I got no control. Um, yeah, it was scary. But um, so, Jake, what are you? Who are you riding for? What are you doing this year? What do you got? <laughs> no, I mean actually, nothing at the moment. Um, trying to put some things together. Got a little bit of help here and there, but nothing. Uh, nothing solid at the moment. So. Still just, uh, yeah, trying to put something together, and I mean... He's coming singles racing with you. No, no, and and that's and that's the thing. I mean, people ask, oh, why don't you get a production bike or ride the 450 class, and, you know, I, I don't want to take anything away from those classes, but, I mean, like, like you said earlier, like, you know, I didn't think these guys were allowed to move back, and, you know, I mean, the situation I'm in, I mean... You know, I've won a bunch of races. I won a couple championships. I would just feel like a douche to go back. You know, I, I'd rather I'd rather not ride that. You know, than go back. I I don't know if that's the right way to think, or you know, I I don't mean it to sound. Are you shit. scared of Henry? No, no, Me and Henry have had some battles, and you know, he's I, no, I, no. It's not. Uh, I'm kind of scared of from you know fifth on back honestly not <laughs> not you or henry or anything like those that battles aren't fun yeah though. no i mean i would i would love i mean a lot of those tracks buffalo chip i would love to ride it on a 450 i mean it's it's not that fun on a twin i mean i've done well there but i mean when we first showed up there i was like man why don't why didn't we get to race a track like this when we had 450s but but no i mean i'm yeah. You know, for me, if I'm going to race, I want to. We're going um, to Loretta's. To the we're chaining. We're yeah, and that's thirty plus Loretta's. Jake's, Jake's coming for the uh, for the crown. Well, we got to qualify first, but that's the goal. We're going to try and get Jake ready and do. Well, I'm not getting him ready. I might help him like on the cycling and running aspect, but get him ready and uh, try and do Loretta's possibly if if he doesn't get a flat track ride. You'll have so much fun at Loretta's, dude. <laughs> that's like the coolest race ever. Yeah. Yeah. It's always kind of been on my bucket list. You know, and I told myself once I'm, you know, even if I don't get a, a ride this year, I'm not retiring. I, I, I don't, I, I feel like you probably the same way you, you will probably never retire, right? One day you might just stop riding and you might not ride for a while or ever again, but 
I'm not going to retire. I'm not going to, I don't want to close that door. Um, but yeah, like I said, if things don't work out, um, maybe I'll be told JD, I always, always wanted to come down to Kentucky and ride and maybe I can get a little, uh, little moto training from Sipes while I'm there. If, uh, that's, I'll trade you out. I'll trade you out. You come help me with flat track and I'll help you with moto. Done deal. (laughs) Deal. Deal. All right. Perfect. (laughs) Well, last, last thing we want to do, we do a high line or low line. We're going to ask you two questions, pick one or the other and, uh, like a one or two sentence explanation. Um, so Buffalo chip TT or Springfield TT? Oh, Springfield's more fun for sure. But mm-hmm. Buffalo Chip's been better to me, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you've been been dialed in at Buffalo Chip. I mean, Springfield, you had, uh, yeah, we won't bring it up. Just the dirt <laughs> at Springfield. The dirt at Springfield. I mean, the track's nothing, nothing great, but the dirt is so good. Like, when you can come in sideways and then just crank the throttle and it just hooks up and you keep the slide and you're just pinning it, grabbing gears down the straightaway, that's – it's pretty cool. Like you don't get that at, at Buffalo Chip. You're on, you know, on banana peels the whole time. Like, oh, is it going to hold? Is it not? Um, <laughs> I like the track layout at Buffalo Chip better, but the dirt at Springfield is just where it's at. Yeah, for sure. It's hard to beat that. I mean, that's like going to a going to a fresh prep moto track and you know just just let her eat. Um, but yeah. So uh, well, next question. I mean, mm, Corey, come on. Well, um, I mean, come on. <laughs> you don't know. All right. So XG750 Harley or an FTR750 Indian? <laughs> um, I would have to go Indian just because they win more races. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I didn't know if you are a secret hog lover. You know, I didn't know he got a fat boy. No, I, have <laughs> I have a Harley. But... Okay. Um, if, I mean, just watching the races, it looks like, it looks like the, the Harley's fast enough. Like they don't, I don't see them losing bike links down straightaways, but when it comes to when you're coming out of the corner, it's like the Harley guys are just fighting it. Like, come on, hook up. And the Indian guys <laughs> are just like, Oh, give it gas and it'll go. <laughs> and same yeah. with the Yamaha, like JD. I mean, I watch him and I mean, maybe I'm biased because he's, you know, a good buddy, but it's like, if I feel like if he was on the Indian, those guys wouldn't want any, like he'd be, he'd win. He'd win yeah. a lot of the races because he's, he's the best flat tracker I've ever seen. When we practice, I'm like, what are you, how are you doing that? Like, I don't understand how you can do what you're doing on this little track. You know, that's on a 450, but even at, you know, all the, the races I was at this year, um, or I guess um, the ones he did good at, what, Arizona and then Chip. Uh, Buffalo Chip. Sorry, Jake. I, ha- I had him covered. I had him race. covered. I know. You should have won that race. But um, <laughs> but anyway, like, just at, uh, at like, um, even, uh, what, Peoria, where he was chasing down who, Briar or somebody. He got second or third or something. Third, I think. Briar yeah, right it was like. Pearson and Mies, I think, or something. Yeah, so you watch um, Mies or whoever it is on the Indian come out, and they just, I mean, it look, and, you know, from me looking at them, they just give it gas and it goes. And JD gives it gas and it spins out, and then he corrects it, and then he gives it gas again, it spins again, and he's just fighting it, fighting it, fighting it. And 
I can, I, yeah, like, I can confirm yeah. that. I can confirm that. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, yeah. if I had to go race a twin, I would try to be on the Indian, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, heck, you never know. Um, non-racing related question. I like to throw one or two of these in, but I don't know if you're a basketball fan. Do you watch any basketball? Oh yeah, lots of okay. it. Well, I try to when the kids aren't watching Disney. Yeah, uh, I'm, I hear you. Michael Jordan or LeBron? If you had to pick one. Jordan, for sure. Yeah, a little bit older. Jordan fan. Yeah. Can't argue that. That's cool. All right. Yeah, so LeBron's cool. He's just kind of a baby. <laughs> uh, he's he's really good, but like, shut up. Just shut up and play sometimes instead of talking. Because you sound like a dummy when you talk. Yeah, it's, well, it's kind of like the the old school racer compared to the new school racer, right? I mean, same thing, right? Yeah, old yeah, school, they right. just race and take each other out, keep your mouth shut, show up back drink the next weekend, yeah. drink some beers, and yeah, you got prima donnas nowadays. Um, yeah. Well, you've probably probably raced against a couple of these guys, but um, kind of a moto question here: Stewart or Carmichael? Oh man, um, are you just talking like favorite rider, most fun to watch? What are you talking? Yeah, I mean, I guess just well, I, I've more of a fan. Like, yeah, I guess who would you? Who, you know, they're who's they're battling. Who, who you who you rooting for? Shoot, I like Carmichael. Um, it's funny you say that talking about old racers. Um, it's well, I'm in Kentucky. I don't know where y'all are at and how cold it is, but it's miserable here and uh Learned so i sit on my yeah. spin bike <laughs> yeah so it's got to be terrible there too i sit on my spin bike in my shop on my 2010 laptop and watch bar to bar 2006 or 2007 <laughs> or all these old races and and you're watching like stewart is by far more fun to watch because he's just doing awesome stuff and he's going way faster but he's the same thing like kind of a baby kind of like instead of just doing his job and then not you know making excuses and everything Carmichael was just like I'm just gonna win and then if I don't I'm not gonna say anything and I'll just come back and beat you next time and uh he was I think he had the most heart of any racer I've ever seen um just like refuse to lose kind of mentality um but Stewart was more fun to watch for sure yeah Briar Bauman or Jared Meese Twins, twins, guys. Who who are you more of a fan of? Technique, riding style, whatever. I like Briar's technique quite a bit more, um, and I think his. I like his. Um, no, I wouldn't even say demeanor. I mean, Jared has always been nice to me. I mean, it was never hung out or anything. Um, but just talent-wise, or I guess technique-wise, riding style, I like Briar's technique a little bit better. His riding style, I think, if he had. Jared's um which he beat him this year so I mean I guess he does but if he had his if he had Jared's like kind of um mental makeup I think he'd be hard to beat um not saying that he's but in years past he's kind of been like checkers or wreckers or win sixth win tenth you know what I mean but I think his uh technique and everything on the bike is pretty solid yeah, yeah. I mean, Briar's getting better. I mean, me and him are pretty close. Obviously, Corey too, um, and Noah. Um, but yeah, I mean, Briar. Yeah, Briar's. 
he's been known to be a little bit of a loose cannon. He's still young and figuring it out. But uh, he's a big Moto fan. He's got a Tomac jersey in his house, <laughs> a Zach Osborne jersey. Need to get him a Sipes jersey for his birthday. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, he's got yeah. the talent. You know, Mies. Well, we'll bust on him. I mean, he's. Well, I don't want to make this comparison, but Mies is like kind of like the Carmichael. Like, I don't think, and I think Ricky has even said this himself. Maybe like I don't think he's had the nat the all out natural talent like Stewart did or, you know, Jared, like Breyer does, but they have the work ethic ethic and the race craft. And, you know, that's, that's hard to beat as well. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like even I feel like same with Carmichael or Jared, a bad night is still a podium for them where with some other guys like Stewart, a bad night was crash out. Or um, <laughs> win or crash, whatever. Right? Yeah, um, and I, until this year, it seemed like Briar was kind of the same way, um, just inconsistent, I guess. But you got to. You said, "How old is Briar? Is he not? How old is he?" Uh, twenty three, twenty four. I don't even know. So I mean, he's oh, he's he's old enough to know better, but still running off a uh, adrenaline and testosterone. I'm sure. So <laughs> Dude, I didn't, I didn't figure it out. I didn't figure it out till I was like 30, 30, yeah. 29 or 30. No, no, probably 31 before I really figured it out. Like, okay, today, and you don't really admit it to yourself, but I'm not going to win today, but I'm going to be good today. I'm going to be the best I can be. And I'm going to be third or fourth instead of try to win, even though I know it's not my day and end up 10th or 12th, you know, and that's just something you kind of – I wish – I mean, some guys figure it out younger, but it took me a while it for sure to figure it too. out. Yeah, it takes – some time, Some guys figure it out. Some, for me, it's, it's taken me a while too, so relatable. Yeah. Noah's, got the, Noah's got the last one for you. Yeah, we got one final question for you. When you're getting loose, do you mix drinks or beer? It just depends. Um, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a really, really – big fan of bourbon um i just like the way it tastes yeah i like the way it tastes i like to try all different ones and then you know act like a taste tester and be like that one you know has this taste and this taste but um i try not to um if i'm if we're hanging out you know have a few beers have one bourbon whatever but um i i don't want to be that guy that's uh that's wasted all the time. So I uh, try to try to keep her to a minimum, but I like both, I guess, to answer your question. Well, that's uh, as a 35 year old racer, that's hard to do, isn't it? Sometimes rolling yet in three kids. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's hard to do, but uh, <laughs> oh, you got three. Uh, is that three? Yeah. You got three? yeah. Oh, I only got one. I got Oof. one. It's a handful. Oh uh, yeah. Wait till you have three, man. <laughs> but yeah hey man we we appreciate you coming on the show it's a good time and hopefully uh everybody got to know ryan sipes a little bit more i mean i've been i've been a big fan obviously i've watched all the all the general sipes episodes on red bull tv so anybody listening you know it's it's really cool it kind of goes back and shows everything he's done this year and i mean hill climbs to flat track to supercross i mean Erzberg, everything. So uh, check it out. Red Bull TV. It's on Apple TV, redbull.com. I'm sure you can find it. But 
yeah, I, I'm excited to see what uh, what Ryan Sipes has in store for for 2020. Yeah, you're, you're coming to Florida. You said in a week you could leave a couple days earlier and uh, hit up the Winter Throwdown flat track race this weekend. <laughs> Shameless plug. <you> know? <laughs> <laughs> what is that up by you guys? No, it's the race I'm promoting in Florida, Jacksonville. It's on Saturday. It's a, it's an oval, but it's a short track, and the dirt is uh, it's really tacky, good dirt. So if you're uh, feeling frisky, we'd uh, like to have you on Saturday. Dang, I wish I was leaving a couple of days early. It'd be it'd be fun. Uh, yeah. Are you guys going? Are you going to be in Florida at all this winter? You guys? Yeah, that's the plan. I'll be down there. I'm not. Just, depends on what Jake's doing. I guess maybe I could try and bring him down there to do some Loretta's training, if nothing else. But <laughs> trying to get J- Jake a ride here so he can, uh, you know, go out there and show that he's still got it. Still got some left in the tank. But I'll definitely keep you posted, man. I'd love to. Uh, go in some circles with you and uh, possibly do some moto too. I'm a very, very average moto guy. So you'd have a good laugh or two, but um, definitely keep you posted. And we appreciate, appreciate you coming on the show and, uh, and talking with us. Yeah. Thanks guys. I appreciate it. Y'all have a good one. All right, Ryan. Later, buddy. See you, man. Take it easy. See ya. Ryan Sipes. Really cool to have a guy of his pedigree on the show. Guy's won a lot of races, as Jake's pointed out. He's man, he's done everything. So appreciate him racing the flat track stuff, man. It's actually really, really cool. And um, yeah, for somebody that's raced against some of the top names in Supercross, Woods Racing, everything else, have him in our sport right now competing is really cool. And he's a pretty damn cool guy. I mean, that was uh, he's super low key, super humble, and yeah, it was cool talk with him, Jake. Yeah, it actually kind of kind of pisses me off really i mean the guys won you know 125 or you know 250 super crosses and like i said man i look back and man if i were to go ride a super cross right now him winning a singles race at buffalo chip would be like me going and winning uh, a1 in the in the 250 class right yeah not uh, a, not a chance is it hard to compare not that? a chance it's a tough one to compare that's the closest comparison you're gonna get i mean I mean, yeah. What else do you want? I mean, I won, I won flat tracks, young, you know, at a younger age, which he won supercrosses at a younger age. Yeah. He's 35, winning, you know, the the. Well, we need a supercross. So like, we need a supercross that has maybe all flat corners, no berms, a couple jumps. That's dude. That's not the issue. No, but that's not. <laughs> no, that's not I even know. a comparison. I know. But yeah, just to yeah. put it in perspective. No, it's it's incredible. That's. Yeah. I mean, that's what he's doing. Yeah, so. it's, it's it's not talked impressive. about enough. Yeah, he's coming from. I mean, Noah. No, you've raced TTs, and yeah. I mean, for him to go out and win the pro singles class. I mean, we're getting you ready for Daytona, and that guy. He he he's he's won two singles races in flat. Yeah, races. like I mean, like I said, it's it's. It is very impressive, you know what I mean? The guy, like, I mean, obviously he's a legend as far as motorcycle racing goes. I honestly, I think he's one of, if not the best motorcycle, well-rounded motorcycle riders there are, you know, around. The dude can do everything from, you know, GNCC, Supercross, Motocross, and obviously flat track too. But, hill um, climb. Hill climb. I mean, I mean... <laughs> I mean, Hell no! <laughs> I mean, he's fun- I mean, honestly, he's phenomenal at at yep. what, what any kind of motorcycle racing he does, which is pretty cool. Um, Are you a Sipes 2.0? We're gonna have a general junior. I, man, I could only I could only <laughs> wish. You know what I mean? Like I said, the dude's a legend. The guy, he goes out there, he wins Supercross races. I mean, he was a factory, been on factory teams. You know, his whole entire professional career. I'm just a 
privateer guy in the van, beater bikes, you know what I mean? So Your van's broken right now. Exactly. I don't even have, have a van right now. The van I have won't even start. It's in my backyard. So, so I mean, honestly, no, I'm, I wouldn't say Sipes 2.0. 3.0. I, 3.0, who knows, man. If I could just, you know, I would hope I could be even a quarter of as good as he is on a motorcycle. You know what I mean? Like I said, he's phenomenal. And he sounds so, like he can drink more than you too. I probably can. I mean, and and he's you know he's he's thirty five at thirty five. Three kids. Three kids. Gosh. Yeah. I'm twenty years old over here, and I'm. Pfft. How many kids you have? Hopefully none. Hopefully none. <laughs> I thought I was doing good at thirty five. I mean, Sipes makes me sound like a. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the you know the dude's a legend. When I was when I first started racing i had i had posters in my room before i even had dirt bikes of sipes back on the suzuki's yeah yeah i I seriously did i can remember looking at them i pulled them out of a motorsport um calendar i'm like (laughs) taped it up on the wall that's a badass picture that's a wall keeper yeah so no that's cool yeah it's cool having them on we're getting ready for the winter throwdown me and noah we're gonna actually go out in the garage here in a little bit and work on work on bikes finish some things up um pretty excited about that it's something worked on hard on for a few months now actually so a lot of great riders are coming and i'm excited it's my baby it's something i you know i worked hard on and um basically everything i've i've seen at races that i didn't like i kind of used toward this race kind of you know trying to make it a fun entertainment based event for the fans and give riders something to get excited about i mean i mentioned earlier on earlier on the show i have a guy driving his pickup truck from california to come to my race <laughs> it's pretty damn cool you know it, it makes me smile to see people coming from wisconsin michigan canada i got some pre-entries you know texas alabama it, it, it's one race and these guys are all traveling for it and it's it, it's really cool and i'm excited for it so if you're in southern florida or anywhere near i'm sorry northern florida or anywhere near the southern part of east coast you know come check us out callahan speedway um no last week we were talking to you and you were you know doing slushies um yeah, you didn't oh, yeah. bring us any slushies you didn't bring week. us any beer slushies so we we're actually kind of curious what you know from a, a beer store distributor guy whatever you the, the name is mm-hmm. what's the most beer that you sell at your store so 95 percent of our customers are hispanic with a you know mexican guatemalan whatever you want to you know <laughs> yep and they're all really tiny okay. like smaller than you Believe it, i know it's crazy and Chirping. and they drink modelo corona and budweiser that and oh bud light too but yeah. i mean i'm a i'm a modello guy yeah like modello is probably yeah. that's that's the that's the i think know, i've had one modello in my modello life. is the especial that's especial that's yeah the best not one. the not yeah. the negra yeah nah they don't they don't really i mean we sell some of it but man they they kill the modello i don't get it it's good people say irish people yeah they drink a lot no dude i'm telling you Hispanic people can put it down. I'm serious. <laughs> I never like I never knew it till I started working there. I'm Better like, believe it. Yeah, for real. <laughs> well, we asked Sipes the same thing. I was kind of curious. What's you know? We asked him what doesn't make sense to him. You're gearing up for Daytona. What's the one thing in flat track that you don't like or that you would change? I mean, you watch you watch a lot of these races, man. And what rule or one thing that you have to do to get ready for possibly racing Daytona that you're not? you don't really like or oh uh, i don't really understand the whole qualifying thing so far yet uh i don't know if they could have changed it i'm not super well versed on the rules but i know 
at one point it was like you had the semi and then you had like a heat and I, I, honestly I, I hate really, it too. I don't really know. Uh, I mean I've never raced one, so it's that's a huge part of it. Um, and you know if this would have been six months ago I would have said not having a foot break, but honestly now that's not even. I don't even worry about stuff like that, but it's probably probably just how the whole day goes. I don't even know how it goes. Like he was saying yeah. about the the muffler falling off. I had no idea that, I mean, if my, knowing me, I won't even tighten the damn thing up. It'll go flying off on the track, and next thing I know, I'm DQ'd. Yeah. What? Yeah. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, something like that, which I, I, I want to agree on that. That is just like, you know, you could go down in the, in the first corner and bust her off, and that's it. So Yeah, I, I've been doing this since 2002 was my rookie year, and I'm, I'm still trying to figure it out as I go. Like, last year, it was like, Heat races? Is there a heat race? No. How, how many do they take out of this one? Yeah. I, oh, do, did I make it? It changes now. What, what, you know, there's only 18 guys here. Why do we even yeah. have a heat yeah. race? Uh, what's going on? Well, it's next year too. It's the whole time thing. It's like, like when we're discussing timed races, it's like make it all the same length. Like, obviously on short tracks, they're going to be way longer than miles. But it's hard for a fan to come to a race. Oh, did we run eight minutes on short tracks, or is it six minutes? Or do we run eight miles, you know, four <laughs> minutes on the miles plus two or yeah. is it plus three? It's like th- they didn't want to do, you know, letters after the numbers, you know, the 65A for Pennsylvania because it was hard to explain it to a fan. How the hell are you going to explain to a fan how many minutes we race yeah. when it's a different time every track? And well, that's one thing I don't really understand. Like Moto is 30 plus two. You know, uh, Supercross, you know, I, I don't even know what Supercross is, but it's 20, like, it's the same every race. One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's the, it's same, the same thing. You no, know, just like, you know, if you're trying to make it easier for the fans to understand, don't, don't make it every every race different time. I yeah. Mean, I don't know. I mean, heck, the racers can't even understand it. Now yeah, the fans are and, supposed to figure it out. Well, then I told you're some of the riders fired that. Up, Corey. I told some of the <laughs> I told some of the riders that. I'm like, man, why is it this, well, you want to do 50 laps on a short track? I'm like, it's. You yeah, I mean if it's if it's six minutes across the board or ten minutes across the board, what's it matter how many laps you do? You're riding for the same amount of time, and we have transponders, so um, I mean the races I guess could get spread out more. I don't know. Yeah. It's confusing. Fifty laps on at Laconia, Laconia would suck. There wouldn't be anybody left. Yeah, it, you're right. Like everybody would be laying on the track, bikes broken at yeah, lap, or, you know, lap forty six or whatever. But yeah. The way uh, oof, you, you got me fired up, Corey. There's definitely so, better ways to do it. So this is the reason that I understand why they're going to the time races, right? We, we've heard TV. For, we've heard for the last however many years on oh, live TV, live TV, live TV, right? So all right, we need to time the races. You know, we we need we have a 15 minute window. All right, so Springfield Mile is whatever. I don't even, you know, I didn't even look at the rules. 14 minutes or 15 minutes plus two laps or whatever it is. So that's all good and fine. But what happens when three guys stack it up in the fence on, you know, minutes six? Stop it. You know, and then there's the eight minute rule that's not eight minutes, but it is eight minutes, but sometimes it's 25 minutes. The bikes are ready, and then the you bikes go, are ready, the tracks are you don't know. Minute. So, yeah, 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 yeah. So, that's you know, that's one thing that that is kind of stinks about our sport is it's man, unless we have that uh, that seniority or that that kind of power to take over, you know, NBC Sports for the afternoon. <laughs> Live TV is going to be tough. 
Um, and know, I don't think live TV is a deal breaker, really. I mean, no. it's cool that we're on NBC Sports right now with the coverage we have. I mean, it still gets seen by people that turn on the TV. And with whatever live coverage we have, live TV, the fans, they can, you know, the diehard fans can still tune in and watch the live coverage. So yeah. I think American Flat Track, they've done really, it's it's a really cool thing what they've done with fans' choice. And even, what is it, $5 this year for the NBC, whatever, gold. Yeah. And, I you mean, can get the, it's part of the, na- like, a yeah. certain other NASCAR package, but you could, five bucks or ten bucks cool. is for like, flat track only. Yeah, and that's cool. I, I, I think, you know, some of the fans are complaining about paying, paying a fee for it, but hell, they complained when it was free, so... Um, I think it's cool that we have that available for the fans to watch. I remember back in the day, Miriam Miriam Deacher, you know, Flat Track Live, she used to um, type, like text type the results as they were coming through, yeah. uh, you know, on American Flat Tracks or whatever it was, AMA Pro Racing's website. Oh, Johnson takes the lead. Oh, but here comes Sean Russell in second. You know, she used to hand type it, and that's what we had back yeah. then. And then we had some Twitter feeds and things like that for a while. Nicolay Souders, I think, did some Twitter feeds. And to have any coverage right now is, is pretty cool. And um, you know, I think some fans take that for granted. So yeah. yeah, I think it's I think it's a cool thing. Yeah, and I mean everything's going subscription based, right? I mean, you have the NBC Gold package for Supercross Motocross. You have the the MotoGP package, you know, to watch all that. I mean, that's <clears throat> I mean, I canceled my my cable. I don't even have cable. I have an Apple TV and I internet. I don't have cable. I'm the same way. Right? I've got who? You don't have a van, right? That's true. I, I bet. <laughs> I, my my I've TV's got, on the floor. <laughs> I've got Hulu live, whatever, so I can see, you know, football. I got, you know, my local channels okay. and a couple whatever. But everything I watch is Disney Netflix. Plus? Oh, Disney Plus? Uh, yeah. I have a year and a half. Or a, yeah, year, year and, and a half, half year, year old. old. Does right, that right, make right. sense? You're yeah. Right, you're right. So yeah, Disney Plus is. Uh, oh, I love Disney Plus. Yeah, Disney Injected Plus injected in my veins. Yeah. <laughs> Toy Story on repeat. <laughs> yes. One two three. One two three. I can't wait till like four is coming four out. Four on yeah. Disney Plus because we get something new. Yeah. No, it's. it's they got uh, motocross on there. Yeah, they did have motocross. Damn, you know about it? I watched it when I was little, but I don't. I don't have Disney Plus. Shayna would play that on repeat. <laughs> repeat. Just. All day. I loved it. Yeah. What was the lady's name that rose to the top? What's her name? Andy Carson. That's it. Andrea Carson. Andrea, yeah. Yeah. You put you, dude. He's got posters. Do you have any Corey Texter or Jake Johnson posters in your room? No, but my helmet bags got your you signed that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone's like, who? Whose name is that? And I just like turn away. I'm like, oh, I, I, I don't. <laughs> he's a Corey Texter gear bag, from what I hear. Yeah. Oh, I can't. Yeah. Yeah. So we're getting ready to go to the Winter Throwdown. I'm taking Noah down with me. And I've been going motocross with Noah, and he don't have a gear bag. We all got gear bags, all, all, all the boys. We got gear bags. He's got like a big-ass, it's like a plastic container. Tupperware container, but it's huge. But he literally carries it as wide as he can, full bear grip, when he picks it up. That's how big it is. How many gallons? How many gallon container is that? It's probably like a 40-gallon. 40 40-gallon. 40 I offered to give him a gear boy. bag for free, like an Ogier gear bag, and he's like, why do I need that? I have a gear bin. It's like, dude, <laughs> your big-ass gear bin is so inconvenient when loading up a van with a ton of shit in it. Like, just take the bag, load it, just take it. Well, hey. But the bag doesn't stack. I mean, the the, the bin stacks. It's, you know, now, that being said, there's no organization to it. You just throw everything in there and step on it to fit it all in. Um, it, and it's actually... It's actually broken the bin. I have duct tape holding it together, so it's it's it is on her. Like it's, she's on her last leg, but I've had it for a couple of years now, and 
it could be worse. <clears throat> I've went and motoed a lot this summer with Briar Bauman Texter and Shana Texter. <laughs> and usually when Shana goes, she shows up with a Costco shopping bag. That's crazy. Factory. She's Red got Bull like six, she's got, you know, Husky KTM. Super nice. Whatever, stuff, like a million yeah. gear bags stacked in the garage, right? And she shows up with a Costco bag. Shayna is a very simplistic person. She, yeah. She's very simple. Actually, the ring briar caught her was pretty, <laughs> pretty balls, pretty balls out, man. I was like, damn, dude. I know. Those are some pretty Indian, real looking cubic circumference. Yeah, yeah. Indian big bucks, dude. And Shayna, she wears sweatpants and slippers everywhere. And then she's got this big ass. God knows how expensive diamond on her finger with ten dollar Walmart sweatpants <laughs> rolling out to dinner. Big flex. Yeah, weird flex actually, but yeah, no, it's um, it's cool, man. We've had a lot going on here lately. The holidays have come and gone. We're in full depression mode up here in the Northeast. Just cold weather. So excited to head down to Florida this weekend. Appreciate once again everybody for tuning in, listening. We are on iTunes now. Chris Carter hooked us up. We're dialed in on iTunes. So if you can, go on iTunes. If you're not listening via iTunes now, leave us a review because it lets uh, people find us a little bit easier. It helps us out a little bit. So leave us an iTunes review, Spotify, and then obviously SoundCloud. Subscribe, like, share. Keep this thing going. We appreciate everybody that has tuned in. Any input or advice, throw it our way. Complaints. Um, we're working on the Wiles versus Mies wrestling match. We had oh. <laughs> we had some a lot of feedback on that. So. I, have some, I have some more info on that. Oh, here we go. Let's, so we yeah, so Mies obviously called me after that happened, right? Oh man, or, or he texted me, I think. Oh man, look what you guys started. Oh man, oh, <laughs> right? And he's like, man, the only reason I didn't wrestle Wiles that night at Lima is because Jody, my wife, was holding him back, told him not to. Hold me back. Hold so. <laughs> Take it easy. So she, she, uh, in everybody's defense, she, she has been my voice of reason over, over the years. So there's a lot of times where I would have gotten into some shit and she pointed me in the right direction. Okay. So, you know, so in defense of Jared Meese, I'm going to, I'm going to put that out there that he was, he was headed that way. And Jody told him it wasn't a good idea. We'll have to bring Jody in maybe on the next episode maybe, and get maybe. some insight from Jody Johnson. Maybe. But hey, we we love the we love the questions. Yeah, we need we're I, I feel like we need a whole well, which we kind of have this show. We need like a Q and A segment, right? Collins. Like, yeah. Well, Collins, nah, maybe not Collins, but yeah. you know we have our you know we have our little intro and have our have our you know news and what the fans want to hear. It, it let us know. Yeah. Some questions suck, but yeah, we're gonna but, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> sift through them, obviously. But if you got some good ones, we'll we'll answer them. Yeah, yeah, we appreciate it. I mean, we'll uh, and we'll mean, call out the shitty ones. Yep, we will. That's like, we hey, do. that's a shitty question, <laughs> Jimmy. Like the TZ seven fifty one. Like yeah. that wasn't a direct question to us, but and it was that, a shitty question. And that damn, call it out. That thing's that post is still popping up on my feed, man. That's why I can't get on Facebook. There's too much nonsense on there with. Some of the questions I see, but I like it, man. It's good. I uh, I get fired up about it. Jake was actually getting, you know, he got a little review this week from Sideburn. We were <laughs> we were digging that, you know. Um, I love it when when Jake gets fired up, man. It's just because Jake's so calm. He has a calm demeanor, and I'm usually the fired up one. And 
and to see Jake have some fire in his eyes uh, over the over the sideburn thing was uh, was pretty good. We were talking about it a little bit, and uh, we appreciate the uh, review from Sideburn, but Jake was a little fired up on that just because didn't know. He you know, just he didn't. No one knows really what what motivates Jake. And from me knowing Jake for a long time, Jake's one of the most motivated guys I've ever seen. It's just some guys show it differently than others. Me and Jake were talking about prior to the show. Yeah. 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 Like Corey said, I don't get fired up very often, but Hey, I mean, we started this podcast. I'm going to be vocal and we're going to new, you know, 2020 new year, new Jake, right? New year, new new me. Yeah. Right. So, well, I love Gary Inman at Sideburn. He's had me in the magazine a million, not a million times, but I've had some covers and we've done some interviews with him and he's a, he's a great dude. I love what they do. Like, it's the probably the baddest assed yeah. print magazine awesome. in existence. It's awesome. They have some cool vintage stuff. You know, they cover a lot of the American flat track stuff. Like it's just the it's just a really cool incredible. Yeah. yeah, it's good stuff. It's an awesome magazine. But there was you know, and he gave us a great review, right? But there was just this one little thing that <laughs> you know you just the one in your you know, side. One little thing. You know, yeah, Jake Johnson, you know, you know, could have been accused of lacking some drive and, you know, should have won as much as Jared Mees and blah, blah. <laughs> Oof. You know, <laughs> kind of pissed me off, you know. So, uh, you know, made some comments, right? Everything's fine. You know, I just wanted to clarify that, you know, it wasn't it wasn't lack of drive. I mean, you know, I won two champion. You don't win championships without drive. No. Right. So, you know, won a couple championships and then, you know, and, and like I like I commented i told them i mean maybe some bad decisions maybe lack of options uh or or what created my downfall i guess you could say Uh, i wouldn't say downfall i think what you've been able to do with what some of the bikes you've been on is pretty is pretty damn cool so yeah i mean i i don't i wouldn't say downfall but i do know we do need jake johnson back on the grid in 2020 he's definitely got a lot a lot left on the table and we need to make that happen. Yeah. I was actually talking to Jared Mees this morning. He called me and he was fired up about something. I forget what it was, but I told you know, we were talking about this and that and I oh, man, what are you doing? I said, ah, I don't know, man. But I said, you know, in the right in the right situation, I, I wanna that was my thing. I wanna do it right. And right now it's I'm not there, but I wanna have the right tools and the right pieces. Because, you know, I don't know. I mean, people may disagree, whatever. But I feel like I'm one of the few that can give them guys some fits it's, with the right situation, the hard. right pieces, the right puzzles. It's you hard know. to argue that. So no, we agree. And that's that's where I'm at. I don't want to go out and half-ass it. And we don't want to start Loretta trainings yet. Right. You know. That's that's what I mean. I just want to. I just want a fair mm-hmm. shot. And if I suck. Hey, time for Jake Johnson to hang it up. But yeah. I, I don't think I'm there yet. Yep. You know, if I, I feel like I've have the right pieces and tools, uh, I can. I just want to give myself a fair shot. We're just just getting started right now. Oh yeah. No, I mean I agree. Like why 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 would you want to go race on a half-ass program, knowing showing up that. Oh yeah, you know I I got this this little ride thing going on, but honestly I know it's not good enough to win. Like. 
But then, I mean, I'm saying that. Yeah, well, what are do, you doing? I do it all the time, but, but you know, I, I can see what you're coming from. You know what I mean? That's like putting – it was Alexander Fye. I mean, you get you know who Alexander yep. Fye yeah, is? Yeah, motocross guy. He was yeah. on um, – was it Red Bull KT – no, I'm sorry, uh, TLD KTM, um, which, is, which is sponsored by Red Bull, but yep. 250 team. He had a two-year deal, and then he lost it. He didn't get signed by another team, and he just straight up said – he's like, well – I was on the best equipment. Why do I want to go? There's no point. Like I, I know. It's I know hard to what get it's... motivated to train and be the best version of yourself when you feel like your team or the bikes you're on aren't capable. No matter how good you show up, you could show up yeah. Thanos. You know, yeah. just like Superman, yeah. just chiseled to the bit, riding all winter long. And if you're on a shitty motorcycle, you know, it's not like you know, a sport like wrestling or UFC where it's just body dependent. You know, you're depending a lot of what you do and your success on your motorcycle and your team. So to put in the extra effort, it's just sometimes it gets tough when your team isn't cooperating or the bikes aren't there when you need it. Um, Little things. You want the guys at the shop working as hard as you are to keep you motivated, to know that you have a shot because we're racing the Briar Bowmans. We're racing the Jared Mises. You know, and and it's hard to to have motivation um, to go out there and, and and risk risk your life. I mean, to to, to race <laughs> when you're not on you know what you feel is equal equipment. So and quite honestly, I mean, back to the equipment, it's more crucial in flat track to have a good bike. I mean, motocross, yeah, you put Eli Tomac on a my bike, he's still going to be fast. Be he's fast. still going to go out and make gates. Yeah, he might not win, but he's still going to be very fast. Like. If you guys don't have fast bikes, bikes that handle well, like like you said, you're bringing yeah. a, a knife to a gunfight. What's the point? Yeah, and I mean, I've it's not the first time I've been accused of that, but like Corey said, I mean, uh, you know, it's hard to get excited. You know, obviously, like people's like, oh man, Jake doesn't look excited to be here. Well, here it is. Well, fuck. You know, if you, you're showing up that day and you you know you do not stand a chance in hell. It's hard. You're just there to try to make the main event. Yeah. It's hard to get excited about that. Yeah, especially for guys like Jake or Jared or even – I mean, I, I want to win. You know, it's you, know, you, you get a taste of that and you want it more and more. You don't want to go back to just, you know, lowering your goals. And, um, yeah, so something we're fighting with, something yeah. we wanted to provide some insight to the fans with. Again, we'll do that a bunch on this show. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Who we got on next week? We got a good one, I think. Do we? I think Is we it do. my pick or – I don't know. We'll have to put some calls in. We're going to have somebody good. See who we got. But we have a couple in the mix. We're going to have – hey, what about the winter throwdown champion? Who's going to win, Jake? You're not going. Who you got? <laughs> well, if I'm not going, but, I mean, it's open. I mean, anybody <laughs> could win, I guess, right? Chambers. <laughs> I mean, know. B-Rob. B-Rob's the reigning champ. Mies is coming, Halbert coming. Oof. They're the big name guys that everybody talks about. Can I make predictions? But I'm picking. Yeah, I was. I'm picking. Say. I'm picking Brandon. I'm picking, picking Brandon him? Robinson. I think he is damn good short tracker. He's very yes. underrated. I think Brandon's going to win. I'd love to see it because everyone talks about the other guys. Brandon kind of goes in under the radar and he just gets the job done. So I'm picking. I'm picking a little B Rob. All right. See, well, got the kids crying in the background. This is what we do. Father life, man. <laughs> he got. <laughs> Uh, uh, well, I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take Jared Mees. Jared. Yes, because he's coming off of a non-championship season, 
which is mm-hmm. I'm sure has not set well with him. Mm-hmm. So he hasn't raced since Meadowlands, which he won, but we'll talk about that on another show. We were, <laughs> yeah, he's he was just being Jared at that race. Yeah, flexing. Um, flexing. But, yeah, so Jared, I mean, he's been the guy, right, it, since 2016 when Smith beat him um, barely, right? So he's he's coming off a year where – he's pissed and he's going to, he's ready to, to make a statement. Win or throw down, whatever. He's ready. He's yeah, been right. pissed. Here so. we go. I tried to get Briar to come in, but I couldn't pay him enough show up money. Now. Jerry, I got my money on, uh, on, on Brandon. Very money. On I mean, Rob one home, hometown. Brandon's going to be tough. You know really what I mean? Yeah. Straight out of Oxford and like, you know, reigning champ. Brandon's badass, dude. He is like you said, underrated. I, I think he's, uh, I think he is. I mean, the dude's, Phenomenal flat track, but especially on short tracks, he seems to. There, he's fast. So. I'm just, I'm just thinking Mies is going to have the drive, you know. He's going to have the drive, Jim. Um, the big old drive. You know, B Rob, he's been kind of playing house and hanging with the cat. Um, you know, so he he might be a little too relaxed coming into it, which yeah. might play in his favor. I mean, B Rob's mellow dude. Maybe that's maybe that's the vibe. If Brandon's listening and you bring your cat to the race. I'll give you forty bucks, cash, <laughs> and I'll it. let and I'll let you ride for free. That's a long way to travel with a cat for forty bucks. Fifty bucks. <laughs> we're just, we're a low budget operation here. I'll throw you a fifty, and I'll pay for your entries if you bring your cat to the to, to the throwdown. So, in throwdown rules, are you allowed to take underage children, more than two people, and pets on a victory lap? What if he takes his cat for a victory lap? That's if, that's if Brandon wins and he takes his that's, cat. For that's five hundred bucks. Nah, it's five hundred bucks. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it should be worth that much. But I'll throw I'll throw him a Benji. I throw him a five. All right, I'll throw you a Benji. You bring your cat, you win the race. I'll throw you an extra hundo. But he's got to take the cat on the victory. Got to take the cat on the victory lap. Done. That's a good way to end the episode. Appreciate you guys listening. <laughs> <laughs> Man, we made just we just got no ramble and made a whole lot of work for Carter right there. <laughs> no, that was all good stuff though. <laughs> no, you're good. We'll see you next week. Thank you. Peace. What do you mean by straight cat? It could be any cat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ew. Meow. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Say bye-bye. Bye-bye.